Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to do a stock analysis on Beatrice, ticker symbol VTRS. For today's agenda, I'm going to give my price target. We're going to look at 2021 Q4 earnings and the highlights from the press release. I'm going to share my DCF model for Beatrice and give my final thoughts on VTRS as an investment. If you like this type of content, please hit that like button. Also, if you want to see more of this in the future, please consider subscribing to my channel. Now back to your content. Now my price target for VTRS is $14 in the next 12 months. I lowered that guidance from $16 to $20 and I set that in April of 2021. So coming on a year now, um, it did during that time frame hit $16 at one point but it quickly fell and it dropped down into $12 and was tra currently trading around 13 or 14 and where it sits right now is around $11 a share. So it's gone down a little bit below where I said the downside was around $12. From where they're trading right now, I still think there's about 27% upside from here, but there is downside risk to this. I think the main point is, is uh, as we'll talk about a little bit earlier, is they did allude to selling more assets and that could cause the price to shift and again we'll go further into the model and exactly why that price target is where it is um, I, I even played around with the numbers where we changed it to where we accounted for selling of some assets and i'm still not understanding how the downside is, is playing out right so it looks still like they're a good value right now so stick around and i'll talk a little bit more about that later on when we go into the dcf model Beatrice reported Q4 2021 earnings on February 28th of 2022. The normalized earnings per share came in at 80 cents compared to analyst expectations of 75 cents, so they beat by 5 cents there. On the gap earnings per share, they reported negative 22 cents. Um, analyst ex expectations were for uh, positive 0.23 cents, um, and so they missed by 45 cents there, so a pretty big beat or miss there. And then on the revenue side, they reported $4.33 billion in revenue compared to analyst expectations of $4.34. So they missed by about $10 million there. All right, so jumping into earnings highlights. So the big news here is that Beatrice is selling their biosimilars, biosimilars business for about $3.3 some odd billion dollars. Now the deal is broken up by about $2 billion cash, another $335 million due in 2024, and then $1 billion worth of equity, which is about 12.9% stake in Biocon Biologics. And they're not yet a public company, but they might be able to IPO as early as late 2023, so still a ways off there. Now, they expect to close, and I spelled this wrong, they expect to close in the second half of 2022, so probably Q3 or Q4 of this year. Now, future selling of more assets was another thing that they said. So they said, we identified opportunities that we believe will generate up to approximately $9 billion in pre-tax proceeds through the bio, Biocon Biologics transaction and the divestment of assets that are non-core to our future. So again, remember, uh, that deal is worth 3.3. So they have somewhere or a little less than $6 billion um, that they probably expect to sell over maybe the course of this year or maybe next. But since they mentioned it in this earnings, I'm probably I'm assuming it's probably this coming year. Now, 2022 guidance, um, they gave revenue guidance of 17 to 17.5 billion, adjusted EBITDA of 5.8 to 6.2 billion, and free cash flow, which is what we'll use in our DCF model, of 2.5 to 2.9 billion. And they gave share buyback authorization of 1 billion or about 7.5% of shares outstanding at where they're currently trading around $11 a share. 
All right, so jumping into the DCF model. So one of the things for VTRS in this model I did was I went ahead and just projected their growth as basically flat, only 1% increase and a little bit of a slight decrease here. Um, the another thing I did was I didn't actually use any of these EBITDA numbers um, basically for this one. And the main reason is, is for 2022, they're basically giving me their free cash flow estimate of 2.5 to 2.9 billion. And for it to be conservative, I'm using the $2.5 billion in free cash flow. These numbers are in millions. So for 2022, I had that at 2.5 using a discount rate of 10%. And so we get our sum of the present values. And then we have our long-term growth rate, which I have conservatively at 1%. Um, and then uh, we have our present value of the cash flows and the net debt. Um, one thing I will call out here is that I went ahead and added $2 billion um, for that $2 billion that they would receive in the sell of the biosimilars business. Another thing um, that I'm going to show throughout this model is that, uh, you know, we can change some numbers and things substantially change here. So currently I have it with the buybacks, but let's say they keep everything the same. I'm going to go ahead and plug that in there. And that gives us a DCF of $16.28 or an EBITDA multiple of 25.21, and that's an eight. So if we're a little bit more conservative, we bring that down to a six, which is basically what they're trading at before this big dip, then uh, it'd be at 18.91. Um, just a reminder, they think their truer value is around eight times EBITDA. And then to give you another reference, they sold this biosimilars business for 16 times EBITDA. So that would give you a $50. Um, $50. Now, just to, to remain constant, uh, mine was around, uh, I'm going to keep it at six. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at mainly. Now on the DCF, I really want to change a few numbers here just so you can get that kind of understanding. Now, if they are hit the, if they do hit the high and they go to 2,900, um, that would change this model from about $15 up to $21. Now, a thing that you do have to realize in 2023, we are going to see a decrease in this business. And um, by how much free cash flow, let's go to the midpoint of 2.7. Um, so 27, uh, 2.7 billion. And let's say in 2023, they lose about $300 million in free cash flow from the sale of, uh, of the, the other stuff. So that brings us to 2,400. And so our future cash flows go out a little bit lower, right? That still brings us to 14.94, um, uh, sorry, 14.94 to $14 and 94 cents. Um, and it would be a still 1% growth rate here. But if we were able to get that to 2%, it brings you back up to 18. So there's, uh, I guess my assumptions here are really, I feel like very conservative. Another thing is, is if you did have that um, uh, sale in 2023, you would increase your cash balance by, a, you know, roughly another $6 billion. So we'd be at like eight, um, and then that's also going to increase there. So just that cash increasing there basically brings it up. So no matter what happens in the situation, we're still looking at a Beatrice that's somewhere north of 17 to $18. So you may ask yourself, why is my price target at 14 when my model shows significantly higher, about four to $5 higher on average? And that's on the conservative case. If you added the growth rate up to 2%, or you know, lowered your discount rate from 10 to eight and a half, 
you'd you'd have significantly higher valuations in the model. you could also increase the ebitda multiple from six to eight or maybe even sixteen. i think sixteen is pretty obnoxious for the entire company, but something around ten would be you know if they sold the whole thing, that would be reasonable um those things i try to stay very very conservative with these models so it's not set expectations that are unrealistic for the folks that are watching here um the and the last thing i'll add is when i'm looking at vtrs there's a lot of sentiment i i don't really know i don't really know if i can put my finger on it but it doesn't seem like a very sexy business it's not something that people um you know flock to unless you're an old mylan uh you know investor you really did not enter into a position in in VTRS with with the knowing that what you know what kind of business they were in. A lot of these folks were either owning Pfizer at the time, and then got part of the spinoff, uh, the Upjohn spinoff with Mylan, and then they own VTRS shares. So I do think there's some some misunderstanding on what exactly the stock is um, and, and exactly what the business does. So. Um, you know, VTRS, since they've gone public, has had a lot of disappointing news. There's been several things that they just, you know, you know, they have upset, you know, disappointments in their earnings um, and guidance is, has been relatively weak on the upside. So the thing that we'll want to pay attention to VTRS in 2022 is we'll want to see that their free cash flow is coming in as expected. We're going to want to pay attention to see what exactly they are planning to sell and if it significantly contributes to their free cash flow. Um, this sale of the biosimilars is not that big of a deal in my opinion. It's about $200 million in their EBITDA, so translating that down to free cash flow, not gonna have a huge impact on the models. Um, as I showed you in that, you know, just going through that whole thing, it didn't really impact the DCF on the downside all that much, bringing it down to $15, $15 a share which still is higher than where they're at. And I think that's, again, conservative case there. So going back to, um, and no, 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 that's not, that's including the sale and the future sales of, of other businesses and just saying, okay, we're gonna wipe out $2, billion or $2 million in free cash flow moving forward. So with all that being said, I think that Beatrice has some upside potential. There is some risk as they will be selling more assets more than likely in 2022. So you're gonna to need to be aware of that. Please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. Also hit that like button. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Frank, Frank Finance.